And I'm going to try to sing that chorus on that song. I'll probably butcher it. Oh, the King is coming. The King is coming. I just heard the trumpet sounding. Oh, and now His face I see. Oh, the King is coming. Oh, the King is coming. Praise God. He's coming for me. Praise the Lord. Miss Karen and everybody serving us today. Amen. Let's go to the Word this morning. If you're here for the first time, you're like, that guy's nuts. Just met a young man over here. He said, you're ADD or whatever. I sure am. I'm glad I am. So number one thing people tell me, man, you got energy. I'm 60 years old, man. I still got energy. I feel great. Sometimes I don't know when to quit, though. That's the problem. And I also don't know when to shut up. That's the problem. When I was a kid in school, you know, they'd get sent home report cards. Do you remember when teachers, back in the day, when teachers could actually talk bad about the children? Remember those good old days? They could really get it off their chest and write stuff on the back of a report card and tell you what a brat your kid is. Now if you do that, you'll get sued or something. But anyway, but my report card was like, Gary talks too much. Second quarter, Gary really, really talks too much. Third quarter, Gary talks way too much exclamation point. Last quarter, Gary talks and talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. And who would have known that woman was a prophet or something, man? I grew up, did it for a living. Did it for a living. Who can make a living running your mouth, man? It's fantastic. So and I get to, to, to teach God's Word while I'm running my mouth. So it's a pretty good life I have. Amen? Let's go to the Word this morning. Going to give a unique message today. You'll probably uh, not hear it only here at Fellowship. Probably This is probably the only place you'll ever hear a message quite like this. And as I studied and uh, saw some things, this was years ago, and I've been revisiting some of my thoughts from years gone by. I'm in a series called Be Believable. The world needs us to be real. What does that mean, to be believable? So much of the church today is not believable, okay? We make up stuff as if the blood of Jesus Christ, His death on the cross and resurrection is not enough. That is enough. Amen? You not going to hell and me not going to hell and being saved and having everlasting life, that's a lot. That's enough, okay? That's enough. We don't need to make up stuff. And add to the list. Amen. Like you're going to get a new car by Friday if you give the preacher the offering. You're not getting any of that. Okay. It's a lie. Now, he is going to get a new car probably. But anyway, you know, if you go crazy and give, give, give like nuts, man. You don't need to do that. You don't need, just need to do the right thing and God will bless you. But let's go to the message. Be believable. Today's topic is unusual. It's how to deal with problem people. Okay. I think sometimes we make the mistake. I could be wrong. I'm going to go for it, though. I think we make a mistake sometimes by spiritualizing everything or being so syrupy nice, so syrupy nice. You're so sweet in situations that don't deserve sweetness. 
Okay, I'm not saying be ugly. Obviously, being filled with the Holy Spirit is letting the Holy Spirit crawl up inside of you. You've heard me say that in this series. Letting Him love through you. I believe the filling of the Holy Spirit is not flopping like a chicken. It's not talking in tongues. You're at, you, if this is me, I'm going to tell you what I really believe. I believe it's when you allow the Holy Spirit to come inside of you. Instead of being alongside of you, He comes inside of you and loves through you. He loves through you. He loves people through you. He wants to love you. And instead of you just loving people, He wants to get in there with you and Him help you do it. Amen? And it's powerful when you let the Lord do that. That's why love is patient and love is kind and love is not rude and love is not self-seeking. See, we're all those things often. But with the Lord in us, we can love people. And the greatest, the Bible says, is what? Love. Amen? And the Bible also says God is what? God is what? Love. So that's what I believe the filling of the Holy Spirit is. So sometimes a message like I'm going to give today sounds like I thought you said we should love people. Well, you are supposed to love people. But you still have to live on planet Earth and deal with people. Not everybody is a problem on this planet. could be you're the problem. That's why you think everybody's the problem. But the problem is you're going to have problem people. And it's not believable when we just, you know, pat them on the head. Everything's good. You can treat me like dirt. Steal from me. Lie to me. Do whatever. But God bless you. I'm good. It's just not believable. So often, when we're not firm, when we're not strong, we think we're being Jesus to these people. But instead, you're giving off a message that's not believable. It's just not real. And I know it sounds kooky, a little bit crazy, but I'm a little bit that way. So let's go to the Bible and see if we can back it up. Dealing with problem people. Let's go, Rod, see what we can find. All people have problems, but some people are a problem. Okay? How many over the last year you've dealt with some problem people? Let me see some hands. Some problem people. Amen. All right. How many over the last year you've been to problem? Let me see some hands. There's, a, there's about a third went up. There you go. There you go. Guys, in real life, I better learn how to deal with problem people. They're going to be there. It's going to happen. It happens in the church. But it happens at your house. It happens at your job. It happens in the store. It happens wherever we go. It happens in family. A lot of people deal with problem people in their family by continuing to give them money, give them your house, give them this so they can buy their drugs, get wasted, hurt you. Is that how we're supposed to? Is that the Christian life? To make their life more miserable because you're an enabler. It's not a good situation. There has to be some truth somewhere. So let's see if we can't find it. And what I want to do is I want to look at the life of the Apostle Paul. Let's just let's, let's walk with Paul and see what Paul did. Let's just see what Paul did. He did write 13 books of the Bible. He was not a perfect man. He did say he was the chief of sinners. But God did use this real man who really was a, a, a hater of Jesus. He became a follower of Jesus. So if anybody is somebody that I think I can look at his life and follow, I think it would be the Apostle Paul. So let's use him as our, as our teacher today. So here we go. Now there was in the church at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas, Simeon, which was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and here's our man, Saul. And they ministered to the Lord. And they fasted. The Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Barnabas and who? Saul, 
His name was later changed to Paul. Is that correct? For the work whereunto I've called them. And don't get bored with this. This is a great message. Keep going. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and they sent them away. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, they departed unto Seleucia. From thence they sailed to Cyprus. We're getting close. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogue of the Jews. And they also had John Mark. John Mark also was ministering with them. And when they had gone through the Isle of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country whose name was Sergius Paulus. This Sergius Paulus was a prudent man. This Sergius Paulus called for Barnabas and Saul because Sergius Paulus desired to hear the word of God. Y'all with me so far, yes or no? We're talking about dealing with problem people. Now, once I get past this one, it's rolling. It's a little toughy. Hang in here. So, I don't know if you saw the problem there or not, but it goes on to expound on it. So here they are, invited to preach the Word of God by an authority, by a leader. But Elimus the sorcerer, for so it said by interpretation, he withstood Paul and Barnabas and Mark, John Mark, and the team seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Did y'all see that, yes or no? Is this right, what this person's trying to do? So what's Paul going to do? Pat him on the head? That's okay. We came here to preach. But Jesus would go, it's cool. That's not how you deal with people, guys. This guy was a false prophet. There's a lot of false prophets today. Let me tell you what a false prophet is. Anyone who preaches any other way to heaven other than Jesus Christ. That's a false prophet. And some of you, you pat people on the head like that. They're preaching a false doctrine. It's not right. And so, just to get along, we go along. And I'm not trying to say to be ugly to people, but man, sometimes we've got to do something, don't we? Yes or no? That's what's happened with the church today. I met a sweet lady yesterday, and uh, she was a part of a, a, a big ministry. But the whole denomination is selling out. They're selling out. They're buying the crap that's being sold from Washington, that's being shoved down our throat, and they're changing their teaching in the church. They should be ashamed of themselves. And somebody's got to stand up and say, enough is enough for crying out loud. Somebody, so what do you do when there's problem people and stuff like that? I thought we'd just all you know, hold hands together, and if we, you know, if we all get along, we'll all go to heaven. You ain't going to heaven without Jesus Christ. Period. I mean, you might not, not like my message, but that's okay. Because my message ain't the problem. Because I'm telling the truth. God had how many sons? Name them. Jesus. And Jesus did what? Did he die on the cross? Did he raise from the dead? Did you? No. Okay? We don't need to pervert the gospel. We need to stand for the gospel. We need to preach the gospel. We don't need to change the gospel. And so Paul had a decision. What am I going to do? So he dealt with this problem person. Let's look at it. I call them phonies. How do you deal with phonies? I think, I think the Christian church has a lot of phonies in it. I turn on Christian TV, and I think there's a lot of phoniness going on. Guys, I'm trying to tell you the truth. I'm trying to be believable. The world out there is saying Clark is right. 
They might not be Christians, but they're agreeing with me that there's something screwed up in the church. And somebody has to deal with it. And you know how Paul dealt with people who were phonies? Especially when it came to church and the gospel? Say it with me. He dealt with them how? Would you take both hands and just point at me with your fingers? Please help me. He he dealt with them how? Point your fingers at me. Well, let's check it out. Let's check it out. Then Saul, whose name is also Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost. I thought when you feel with the Holy Ghost, you feel a love. You are full of love, God's love. I get that. But you also, the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. So he's full of truth. He set his eyes on him. And Paul said, oh, full of all subtlety and mischief, you child of the devil. You enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? Now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you're going to be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking somebody to help him by the hand and lead him. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, he what? Believed, being astonished at the what? A lot of people think you can perform miracles and all that, and that will get people saved. What gets people saved is the doctrine. What gets people saved is the Word of God, believing in Jesus Christ. So Paul dealt with this joker. How did he deal with him? Say it with me. He dealt with him what? So that's how you deal with phonies. But do this for me. How about deal with the phony in you first? Yeah, how about that? The Pharisee in you. The hypocrite in you. I need to deal with that in me, the phony in me. Don't forget you. You could be the problem here. Or I could be. But guys, truth is truth, and and things need to be dealt with straight on. I'm not saying we don't. We should do it in love. Get, Get it straight, of course, in love. But that doesn't mean syrup. It doesn't mean, you know, oh, whatever. You know, what are we doing? Okay? You've got to deal with stuff. So that's what Paul did. Phony faith will never fly. It never did. It never will. But sometimes we do that. We just, it'll be a family member. I'm not saying cause a ruckus, but guys, if you don't stand for the truth, if you don't believe the truth, why should they believe the truth? Yes or no? If you're mudding it all down because you're following their tail, what's the point to even believe it all? So phoniness isn't going to fly. Phony faith ain't never going to fly. Phoniness will never be fixed by sidestepping. Say that with me. Phoniness will never be fixed by sidestepping. And that's what we do. We just sort of sidestep it. Don't want to deal with it. Hey. I found the best way to do it. Straight on. And this is like a kid's message today. I got hand signals. And they don't include the middle finger. See, because we're believers, right? But we can still use our hands. You hear me or not? So deal with people straight on. Let's look at another one. So straight on. Straight on. Let's do another one. Are you all right with that one? Yes or no? Let's look at another one. This is the life of Paul. And when Paul and his company loosed from Paphos, they came to Perga and Pamphylia, and John Mark, can you say John Mark? John Mark departed from them and returned to Jerusalem. Now, you might say, that's not a lot of Scripture to find. Oh, no, I got some Scripture, all right. Who in the heck was John Mark? 
Well, John Mark was one of the guys that was with them. He was working with them. He was helping them. He was part of the team. But the heat got hot, and John Mark couldn't handle the heat. And he got out of the kitchen, and he quit on them. John Mark is departing. He quit on Paul. He quit on Barnabas. He quit on the team. How do you deal with people who quit on you? Anybody ever had somebody quit on you? Let me see some man. Somebody quit on you. How many had somebody quit on you and it hurt the snot out of you? I mean, it hurt, man. Okay? Happens in church. People quit. And churches will split because they run after the quitter. Instead of staying at the plate and be the hitter, not the quitter. Businesses will do that. Families will do that. They'll let one person ruin their whole family. How do you deal with quitters? Now, this was a man of God. John Mark was a man of God, and he quit. So what'd Paul do? What'd Paul do? Well, here's what you do with quitters. You do, you do what? You keep what? Come on, say it again. You keep what? Don't you be the quitter. You keep going. But Say this with me. Here's how you deal with quitters. Now, say it out loud. One, two, three, say it with me. That's how you deal with quitters. Well, that ain't very nice. I'm not saying you don't try. But so many of us, we try and we try and we try. And then we see our own faith getting weaker and our own life getting shipwrecked. And we get off focus because we're chasing a quitter instead of the prize and the goal. Did I lose you or not? And you think you're going to fix the quitter. You hear me or not? If you can, great. I'm not saying don't make an effort. But after a while, you've got to say a three-letter word. Bye. And you know what the world who's looking on says? That we're believable. That's what they say. They're not saying we're not spiritual. They don't say that. We say that. People, people are smarter than us in the world because we spiritualize everything and we don't deal with reality. Am I losing you on this sort of convoluted message or not? Good. I'm glad I got two of you. Here we go. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. Some days later, after Paul said to Barnabas, let us go again. So time passed. Paul said, let's go back and visit all the churches that we established. Where we preach the gospel in every city. Where we preach the word of God. And let's see how they're doing. And someday, and and Barnabas, Paul's partner, determined, yeah, let's do that. And let's take with us who? What? Take who? Whose surname was Mark. Verse 38, say it with me. But Paul thought it not good to take him with them. New translation. Because he was a quitter. He departed from us in Pamphylia and from the work. Look at this next verse. And the contention was so sharp, so sharp between Paul and Barnabas. They split up because of this. Paul said, I'm just not going to take the quitter with me. It's not happening. They departed asunder from one another, so Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed alone. And Paul chose who? How many ever heard of Silas in the Bible? Yeah, he chose Silas. And they departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. So, Paul's giving us an example here. Was, was Barnabas better than Paul? No, he wasn't. You deal with people the way you have to deal with people. Barnabas was able to deal with them in a certain way. Well, God bless Barnabas, okay? But also God bless Paul, all right? 
Because Paul did the right thing. He said, look, the guy quit on me. I'm not taking him with me. Y'all hear me or not today? Just talking. But here's the good news. Here's what I believe is believable. I believe that John Mark... Look at the Scripture. This is Paul when he's old. Paul is old. He's about to die. He said, only Luke is with me. Take John Mark. What? And bring him with you, for he is what? Profitable to me for the ministry. You know why I believe John Mark became profitable? It was because Paul stood up. And he was believable. He said, son, you're a quitter. And you're not going with me. Now, Barnabas will have you, but I won't. And I think John Mark needed to hear that. Do you hear me or not? Say, I think sometimes we think we're doing people good by not being believable. See, it was real believable to me that, John, that, that Paul said, I ain't taking that joker with me. That seems believable to me. You hear me? And so, John Mark, I became better because of Paul's sternness and being firm. You hear me? Good, I like that. Thank you. So you keep following Jesus, and God will bless you, and God will keep you. Amen? That's the plan here. Don't let, say it out loud, don't let a what? Can we do a quick poll? It's hard, guys. How many would say, I let a quitter stop me sometime in my life, and it hurt me. I let a quit. Can I see some hands? I let a quitter stop me. The hands go up every time I give a sermon like this. This is true, guys. You have to be able to deal with people. And it's not always, it don't seem spiritual to say, bah. You don't have to do it like that. Bah. I just like saying it like that. Let's go. Deal with problem people. Y'all ready to look at another one right quick? Let's go. Come on. And when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were fit. The Jews, the Jews, the religious leaders, when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy, envy, because Paul and Barnabas was getting a big crowd preaching the gospel in the synagogues. And they spoke against, they spoke against Paul and Barnabas and spoke against what they were teaching and preaching. And they were contradicting and saying they were blasphemous. Okay? Okay? So here's the thing. How do you deal with this one? Joy stealers. Joy stealers. Paul and Barnabas were doing a good work. They were doing a good work. What do you do when you're doing a good job and, and you're doing a good thing and somebody comes along in your life and they start attacking what you're doing, putting down what you're doing, contradicting what you're doing? You hear me or not? Good. That's what Paul was doing. They were doing right. How do you deal with this? Well, Jesus loves you. Please sit down and be quiet, please. I'm preaching. What are you kidding? What are you doing? When somebody is saying what you're saying is a lie, they're contradicting you, they're causing problems. Guys, this is a problem. What are we going to do? You, you keep people on a staff like this. Keep somebody on a staff like this. It's a cancer on your staff. Okay, you hear me? Churches, we run after somebody like that who's running their mouth. And I don't have a big problem here like that because there's 12 doors out of here. Pick one of them. But the bottom line is, it's not the best thing to do to chase people who are stealing your joy. Amen? Come on! So how do you deal with it? Here's how you deal with it. Turn away. 
Let's look at the Scriptures. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, it was necessary that the Word of God should have first been spoken to you, the Jews. He was in the synagogue trying to preach the Word. But seeing you put it from you, and you judge yourselves unworthy of Jesus Christ and everlasting life, good, we'll turn to the Gentiles. See, old Paul's tough, ain't he? But don't forget now, he did write 13 books of the New Testament. And he was, he was called an apostle born out of due time. I think God wants to see us, us to see a real joker. And he suffered a lot. Remember how he suffered? But he never quit. This was a good man. And I think you can learn a lot from him. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I've set you a light before the Gentiles that you should be the salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were what? Now, those Jewish leaders, they were mad and they were sad. But boy, 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 you know what? Paul turned away. You're not going to take our message. You're not going to steal our joy. We'll go over here. And they found some people that were glad to hear it. And they glorified the word of the Lord. As many as were ordained to eternal life believed. That's powerful. And the word of the Lord was published throughout the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women. So they couldn't get it done. So now they get the women involved. Troublemakers. Trying to stir up trouble. And the chief men of the city, and they raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. It's called life. It happens. Amen. Say. Is this too tough for you today or not? Are you all right? I mean, some of you are like, he's mean. I'm not done. Say it with me, the blue. But they shook off the dust of their against them. And they came into the coast of Iconium. Keep reading. And the disciples were filled with... You just keep trying. You just keep on thinking you're going to fix that joy stealer. You just keep on. When there was joy right around the corner. But you just kept at it. And I know it sounds like a good quality, guys. It's not a great quality. To let somebody take your joy and you become miserable. Now, this is a good message, I think. So, what do I do about it? Oh, so the first one was your fingers, right? Second one was, the third one's this. It's like a kid something. We're getting there. Hang on. Number four, trust me, I have a ball game. We're going to get done. Here we go. And there was a certain man at Lystra. Now, by the way, I'm not making this stuff up. I'm just reading the Bible. That's all I'm doing. I'm not missing any verses hardly, not too many. There was a certain man at Lystra. He was impotent in his feet. He was a cripple from his mother's womb. He never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfast and beholding him perceived that he, he had faith to be healed. So he said with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And that fellow leaped and walked. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voice saying in a speech of the Lyconians, the gods are come down in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas a god named Jupiter. And then they called Paul a god named Mercury. 
Then the priest of Jupiter, he was before their city. He brought ox and garlands to the gate, and they were going to sacrifice them right there to Paul and Barnabas. This is a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is a problem. So how do you deal with these kind of people? Flatterers. I told you you won't ever hear this message anywhere else, will you? How do you deal with people who come up to you? I mean, I love encouragement. I appreciate encouragement. But guys, I'm not all that. Okay? And here's here's a little news flash. You ain't either. Look how the church today has followed after preachers. We've turned them into super celebrities. Is that correct? To me, it's pathetic. I think it's wrong. Okay? And they follow. They'll get on a plane. And you just go on your autograph. If I'm going to be crude, I want you to hear it. (laughs) Next time that favorite preacher you worship, you get all in the moment. I want you to see it. Maybe it's Joel Olstein. I'm just saying. Hey, I want you to imagine him sitting on the toilet. And see how great you think he is after that. Guys, these are just people. What are we doing? You're just a person. You hear me or not? And this was a problem. Paul was like, this is crazy. How do I deal with people that fly? And people have done that to me. It ain't happened a lot in my life, but it has happened, believe it or not. That I've been, you know, somebody says, you're the greatest, you're the greatest. And I'm like, oh, get away from me. You know, ask, ask my family how great I am. They love me, they believe in me, but they know dad has issues and problems and struggles and sin. You hear me or not? I'm not above you, I am you. And you're me. We're sinners. And he's God and we're not. That's where we ought to keep this. So how do you deal with it? Look at it. You resist and redirect. Somebody wants to praise you, it's one thing to encourage you, I get that, but listen, too much heaping of praise, buddy, can cause you some big problems, and you need to deal with it. And so you resist and you redirect it. Let's see what Paul did. When the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they rent their clothes. They ran in among the people and started, hey, 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 hey. What are you doing? We're just like you. We have the same like passions. We're screwed up just like you. What are you doing? You turn away from these vanities. You've been worshiping false gods. Now you're trying to worship us. Quit it! Worship Jesus Christ. That was the message. Which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are in it. Who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he let, left not himself without witness and that he did good. He gave us rain from heaven, fruitful seasons. He filled our hearts with fruits and gladness. And so, what do you do with flatterers? Here's what you do. 
you point it up to God. Let's do, let's do the hand motion. So you deal with the, you, you point up to God. Come on, help me now. There we go. There we go. Flatterers. I'm not saying you can't say thank you. I, I'm not, I'm just saying be real careful not to, uh, not to take too much of that on you because you just might believe it, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. Some of you think you're God's gift to women. You're not, okay? I just want to tell you. There you go. There you go. You, and some women think they're God's gift to men, and women are going, you ain't right there. I mean, you can get all the surgery you want, but it, I'm telling you. I know I'm being ugly, but it is what it is. Amen. So, so you redirect and give the praise to the Lord. Amen? Last one, we quit. Wow, it's late. With these sayings scarce restrained they the people, that they had not done sacrifice unto them. And there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium and persuaded the people. Be careful, flatterers can turn in a heartbeat. Because it's not real, it's made up. It's bull. And those people were persuaded to stone Paul. That was just a minute of fame, wasn't it? Drew him out of the city. Because they thought they'd killed him. Left his body, dead body outside of town. That's my next one. How do you deal with rock throwers? Anybody ever had any of them in your life? Threw some rocks at you to hurt you. Could be words, but it could be worse. It could be fists. It could be, it could be that kind of thing. It could be accusations to, to ruin your life. How many have some accusations against you to ruin your stinking life? Anybody ever had that happen? How do you deal with this stuff? Well, Jesus loves you. What well, Jesus does love. But guys, you've got to deal with real problems and real people and real situations in life. And I think this is a good message. It's far more believable the way Paul dealt with it than what the church has done today. And I think the church would be a better church if more people followed Paul's model instead of kowtowing and, and head patting. You hear me or not? Almost done. So how do I deal with rock throwers? Say that out loud. No, there will be. This is going to happen. Did Jesus say we're going to suffer persecution in this earth? Yes or no? Yes. Did he say we're going to have to have our own cross and carry it? Yes or no? Yes. Did Job say you're born for trouble sure as sparks fly what? Up. Paul said you're going to have persecution. Guys, that's how you deal with rock throwers. You just got to know this mess is going to happen. It's going to happen. There's going to be hard times in my life. I've had them. I've had them. And the whole point is to not quit, to keep going, to keep being that salt and light that God's called you to be. But I'm sorry, along the way, you have to deal with problem people. So there came thither certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium. They persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, they drew him out of the city, supposing he had been dead. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, say it with me, Paul did what? He rose up. It's not easy after being hurt and persecuted and, and thrown rocks at and tried to, you know, you're just pert near be killed. And the next day, he departed with Barnabas to Derby. 
And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught many, they returned again to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. And say this blue with me. And that we must, through much tribulation, enter the kingdom of God. Now we're done with the message. I know you're glad. Okay. Here we go. Let's review real quick. So this is what you do when you have rock throwers and persecution and struggles in your life that other people are throwing upon you. You do this. Tap your temples with me. No. No. This is what God said was going to happen. You hear me or not? Good. So let's review. Can we review? How do I deal with problem people? Phonies. Straight on. What's the hand signal? Help me. How do I deal with quitters? I keep going, but here's my signal. How do I deal with joy stealers in my life? I turn away and I do this. Number four. How do I deal with flatterers? I resist that and I redirect and my hand signal is this. And number five. How do I deal with rock throwers, persecutors, people that are going to hurt me? No, there's going to be tribulation and the signal is this. So here's the dance for you one more time. Here you go, ready. What's the next one? No, it's a... Yeah! Let's thank the Lord for the Word. Amen. We're done. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Let's stand on up. Praise the Lord. Amen. That was just a good word. I think that's believable. Well, that's not very Christian. You can call it that, but you just made that up. Because that's one of the finest Christian men who ever walked the planet was the Apostle Paul. And I think he's a good example for us. He's not perfect, but I think he was a good example. It seemed like the Lord blessed him. You hear me or not? Yes or no? Amen. Good job. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for a great day at church. Thank you for a time that we could study two or three chapters in the Scriptures. We could learn something. We could see the Word. We could apply it to our life. We could get us a little help. And so, Lord, I pray you'll take this message and help us with it. And, Lord, from the first service, so many people, this, this helped them. It helped them. This has helped me in my life. So, Lord, I pray that you that's your word. It's a quick, it's powerful, it's alive, it's sharp. It's there to help us, not to hurt us. And, Lord, we know in no way that when, you're, when we're filled with you, Lord, that we're supposed to be rude and, and, and mean and hurt people. We know that. But, Lord, we still live on planet Earth and we have to take care of situations and our family and people. And so, Lord, I pray that you'll help us to be able to know the difference and to do the right thing. So help us with this message. In Jesus' name, amen. With heads bowed, one last moment. Guys, I'm going to tell you something that's not believable. It's not believable that God's going to send His Son to this earth and die on a cross and raise from the dead, but you're going to get to heaven some other way. It is not believable. It's not believable. You might say, well, I'm a good person. It's not believable that you being good is going to somehow nullify the need for you to trust Christ as your Savior. You might say, well, I go to church. I've been confirmed. Listen, it's not believable. It's just not believable. 
that you're going to get to heaven, get your sins forgiven any other way than by confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. You can act like it's believable, but it ain't believable and it ain't going to work. You must be born again. You must put your faith in Jesus Christ. It, I don't care how many people in church lays hands on you. Your heart must believe, your gut must believe that Jesus Christ is God's only Son. And that He died on the cross for you. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. The Bible says, he that has the Son has life, and he that has not the Son of God has not life. It is not believable. So would you today humble yourself? Would you come to, to, the, to, the, to the realization today that you're wrong? It's okay to be wrong, isn't it? It's okay to get that place and humble yourself and say, you know what? I'm just not going to go put that key in that ignition, not knowing for sure if I die, I'm going to heaven. Would you believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ today and be saved? See, that's believable. Would you put your trust in Him today and not some preacher? That's believable. Would you mean it in your heart when you say it and not play games? See, that's believable. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I ask you for forgiveness, Lord. I'm the sinner, not you. You're God. I'm not. And Jesus, I want you to know that I believe in you, in you, Jesus Christ. I believe you are God's only Son. I believe you did die on the cross. And I believe you rose from the dead. I believe you did that for me. To take away my sin. To be my sacrifice. And Jesus, I believe you love me. I matter to you. I'm not garbage to you. I don't understand it all, Lord. But I do understand this. Church ain't going to get me to heaven. Myself ain't going to get me to heaven. Some preacher ain't getting me to heaven. Only you, Jesus. Save me today. I mean it. I'm not playing. In Jesus' name. With heads bowed, how many would say, Pastor Gary, I meant that prayer today. I said that, Pastor. And I I really meant it. Did the best I could. I know that. Could I see some hands that would just raise up and say, that was me, Pastor. That was me today. That was me today. Oh, I love that. Lord, thank you for an awesome day. Thank you for a good time at church, singing and praising and loving on folk. Lord, thank you for a good time in the Word. I pray to find good ground. Lord, thank you for the many today that made the decision to put their faith and trust in you. Lead us as we go our way. Help us not to be the problem when we leave here. Help us not to be that. Help us to be salt and light. Help us to be a blessing when we are the problem. I pray you'll help us repent. I pray you'll help us apologize. I pray you'll help us to do the right thing. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. See you later, guys. Have a great, great, great day. Amen.